everybody, it's Michael Nettemeyer and Joe Geary, and we are your host of the Whitwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed. Today we're going to be talking about, when growing your business, two of the most important factors involved in that. And the first one's discipline. You've got to have discipline. The second one's execution. So there's a reason that people, 76% of people live paycheck to paycheck. There's a reason that over 80% of small businesses break even, or lose money. It's because one, there's no discipline, and two, they don't execute. And that's the key to this, is you have to be disciplined, you have to execute. I look back at, you know, I've been doing this now in, in, in the, the realm of real estate and bu- building businesses over about 15 years, and I look back at where I was when I first started out, and I was all over the place. I wasn't focused. I wasn't disciplined. I was trying to flip houses. I was trying to be a real estate agent. I was trying to buy investment properties. I was trying to do all of this stuff and just trying to figure it out. And I didn't execute on any of it. And so what happened was for the first five to six years of my career, I was fumbling through trying to figure it out. It wasn't until I finally sat down and looked at it and said, look, I need to make some changes and I need to figure out how I'm going to start getting ahead because I find that most people do the same thing I was doing. They try to be good at everything or they hear people online tell them that they need multiple flows of income and they need a side hustle. You know, you've got your job, you need the side hustle, you need all this stuff. And they never fully commit to the one thing that they're doing that could make them highly successful. So commitment plays a big part in this as well. You have to commit to whatever role you're currently in. I think first you have to look at where your goals are where do you want where do you want to see yourself go and is the current role you're in is that going to help you achieve your goals or get closer to it and if so you need to commit and go all in you don't need five different jobs like who do you know that works three jobs that's successful you know they're working their main job then they go wait tables at night and then they try to you know do a flip or something on the side those people barely get by because they never fully commit to one thing and they never establish the discipline to go all in on one job so it wasn't until about five or six years in that I said, I'm, I need to fully commit. And I, w- I was a real estate agent. I went full, full all in at that. And then my income started to climb. And then I started learning how to build a business. With that, though, take Joe here. Joe, you're only 22 years old. Mm-hmm. You're in your third year in real estate. Now, what you've done in three years has been pretty amazing. You've had a lot of growth and a lot of success in, in, in less than a three-year period. Mm-hmm. And it's because Joe came into it and said, hey, I'm going to go all in on this one flow. Right Now, he has an investment property as well, and he's buying more. But he went both feet in, fully committed, right? Yes, I did. Right. Full, you went all in. And because of that, you're, you're having the success that you're having. So what do you attribute that to? Discipline, execution, really. It's just getting down to the basics and committing fully, like you said, both feet in. And not having any other options. I think it's that like most people get it's like, oh, I can always go over here and, you know, work this job or I can always go bartend or I can always do something else where it's kind of like a safety net. And I think most of the time that kills people because then they just rely on that. It does. They, they, they focus on the now money instead of, well, I need I need 200 bucks this week. I have to pay my rent. I have to do this instead of focusing on what do I need to do to hit my, my goal? What's my year goal? What's my five year goal? What's my 10 year goal? They focus on the now money, and because of that, they never get ahead. And so it's important. So the first thing I want to tell you that that you need to focus on when you're building a business, when you're starting a business, when you're starting out in sales, the first thing you need to focus on, you need to focus on what's important. 
you can't have a hundred different goals and try to execute on all of them. You need to take your goals and look at it and say, what's the most important? And you get one goal, maybe two, and you drive on that. So like in real estate, it would be most likely lead generation. What's important about lead generation? And that is our one thing that we need to focus on that we need to execute on every single day to keep a full funnel and a full pipeline of business. See, most people don't pick one. They say, oh, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this. You get into sales like, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that. They try all of it. None of it works well because they didn't fully commit to one thing. So it's figuring out what is your one important goal that you need to commit to every single day and that you can hold your team and make sure that they have, what do they know what's, highly, what's important for them as well? Because that's the big reason too that most small businesses never scale beyond really themselves or maybe one employee is because one, they don't know what the goals are and two, their employees certainly don't know what the goals are. So if you don't know what their goals should be and they don't know what their goals should be and then you just sit back and say, oh, it's so hard to find good people. Well, the reason it's hard to find good people is because you didn't really show them how to be successful in the role that they're in. So like when you joined the team, our company, Joe, mm -hmm. did you know what to do? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It was pretty simple. It was just you do a couple of things. You keep doing them over and over again and then you'll have success. And I think most people like they do it a little bit. They don't see success, so then, like you said, they go and try to do another thing mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, I'm going to try to call, you know, for example, since we're in real estate, I'm going to call first sale by owners. You know, I try it for two weeks, don't see any success. I'm going to go to door knocking. Try it for two weeks, doesn't work. I'm going to go to open houses. Try it for two weeks, oh, I'm going to quit real estate and I'm going to go into insurance. Yeah. And then it's like a cycle, and I think most people get stuck in that cycle like almost for their entire lives. And even businesses, I think, get in that cycle where like they have success or don't get success and they just keep jumping and jumping and jumping just for that sole reason they don't come in and have that discipline. Yeah, you're right. And, and that's the biggest key. They, they give it a two-week test and they say, oh, that didn't work, mm -hmm. so let me go try this. And it doesn't work because you didn't commit to it. You didn't give it long enough to commit. So like when you came into our company, it was, like, it was basically, here's what we do. Mm -hmm. Let's sit down and figure out what your income goal is. We broke down your income goal to how many appointments you needed to go on. Here's what you need to do to get in front of more people to go on those appointments. And after that, you just executed on it. Exactly. Right? And then it was easy. Not yeah. easy. I shouldn't say easy because it's still a lot it was of simple. work. Yeah. It was simple. Right. It was simple just coming in and saying, okay, every day I need to show up. Mm -hmm. I need to do this. And I think that's the other reason that salespeople don't excel, especially when you're in a 100% commission-based job. They don't treat it like a real job. Yes. So you can't show up and have a good week. And then not show up again the next week. You can't have a good day and say, wow, I crushed it yesterday, so I'm not going to come in tomorrow. I'm going to take the day off. I deserve it. It's daily consistency every single day, and you have to execute every single day. And that's what's going to start getting you ahead. I, I look back when I first started. I guess it was 2011. I started in, when I was selling real estate, I started in looking at, I basically said, okay, I'm going to show up every day by 8 o'clock. In before, between 7.30 and 8, I'll be in the office, and I'm going to focus on expired listings. And that was the only thing I focused on. I didn't try to go do open houses. I didn't try internet leads. I wasn't doing door knocking. I wasn't doing farming. I said, I need to get listings. I have no money. What's the fastest way I can get a listing? And that was to call people whose homes just came off the market. So I called them every single day for at least two hours. And I was working on my scripts and I was terrible at it. But over time, it started to work. And it took me almost three months to get my first listing. And I didn't have a follow-up system back then. And this lady just called me back. She's like, hey, we spoke last month. We moved to Tennessee. Uh, our house is vacant. We want you to sell it. So who would have stuck with that, doing that every single day, though, for three months? Not many people. Not many people, no. right? And, and it's one of those things where it's not even about, you know, three months. Like, what if it takes you a year? If it's important to you, you stick to it. 
But if it's not, you quit. But how many people would have stopped after a week and been like, this doesn't work? Probably a lot. Yeah. And that's why our, in, our, in the real estate industry, especially in sales in general, a lot of people don't make it or they don't hit their true potential because they don't stick to it long enough. Well, I think too with sales is there's a lot of days where you don't feel like doing anything. Like you wake up and you feel like absolute shit and you're like, I, I just don't want to do anything today or you know, I just yeah. don't feel like working. And I think those are the days that like really separate people because in sales, like you don't have to show up because you don't have a really, you're not getting a paycheck. You're getting paid when you sell a house. Yeah. So versus a real job, like you have to get, you have to show up or you're going to get fired. So yeah. when you don't feel like showing up, you don't necessarily have to, but the people that do are going to see success and they're going to see it faster. Yeah. Because the truth is people think that, oh, well, when I get successful, it's going to get easier. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm here to tell you, like, once you get to a level where you have more money than you need, you're still going to have days where you don't want to get out of bed. And it's even harder at that point in time, too, sometimes, because you don't really have to get out of bed. But you have to think about who are you letting down then. In the beginning, when you don't have money, you're letting yourself down. So when you have days like that, how do you get motivated? You're laying in bed, you know, it's 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock, whatever time it is. You know you have to get up. You should go to the gym. You don't want to. You should be in the office by 8. You don't want to. What's motivating you to get your ass out of bed? I'd say it's like you just got to have like a big why or like a big reason for wanting to, you know, go because you you already know like when you start, you're going to have days and times where you don't feel like doing something. That's why you have to have a big picture, something that's drawing you to that because like the motivation only lasts for so long. It's going to go away very quickly. Yeah. What comes down to motivation, motivation will get you started, but it comes down to habits and being disciplined after that. And I agree with you. It's having... Going back to, that's what I do too on the days when I don't feel like getting out of bed. And I'm just like, man, I just want to chill today. I don't want to do anything. It's figuring out what what are my goals? What's important to me? Where do I want to go? Who am I out here to help? And when I start thinking about that, it gets me out of bed. Because I have those days too. You don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Especially if you worked all weekend. You're working nights. Like you're, you're, you're putting in all of this time. You're working with clients. You're constantly on. Because that's one thing with sales too. You get into a sales role, you're never really off. Especially when you're a 100% commission job. You can't afford, especially in the beginning, to take a week off or two weeks off or a month off. You're constantly on and you're constantly thinking about how you're going to expand and grow your business. So your brain never shuts off. So it almost feels like you never stop working. So it's important, though, that you need to focus on when you burn out. Because I think that's the biggest thing, too, is that people don't burn out because of what they do. They burn out because they forget why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's why, for our first, first note here that you have to have, that you have to have an important goal and you need to focus on one thing. What's important about this goal and what's one thing I'm going to do that keeps pushing me closer to my goal? Which leads us into the second thing, which is we basically need to figure out what are our lead measures? What are we measuring on? So if we know what our goal is, how are we measuring if we're getting closer to our goal or further apart? So anything to touch on there as far as how are you measuring, would you say, if you're succeeding or not? Well, I think it's pretty simple. Like you just break it down. Like, you know, you had me do when I joined here at the net group or the team and basically like, what's your goal? And then you break it down to a daily number or daily target. Like, Hey, you have to talk to this many people today. You have to get this many nurtures. Nurture is basically somebody uh, that you can put into your database or your pipeline that is going to buy or sell sometime in the future. And then also how many appointments you can set or how many you have to set daily or weekly. So you just break those numbers down to a daily number and then if you hit that number, you won the day. If you didn't hit that number, you lost the day and you're further behind because then you have to start catching up every single day that goes by. Right. So it would almost be like for people who would say in sales, I need to make one sale a month mm-hmm. or I need to make one sale a week. And if that's your goal, how are you going to get there? Yes. So you have to have measures in place, leading measures that are going to te- that are going to hold you accountable 
to making sure how do I get to that one sale? If my goal is $100,000 or a million dollars, whatever it is, we need to figure out, let's just say 100,000, easy math. I need to figure out how much do I make per sale? Divide that up. I need 12 sales a year, whatever it is, 15 sales a year. Now I need to figure out how many people do I need to get in front of or talk to in order to go convert and close 12 sales or whatever my number is. So just how you said, knowing that number now, if you know you have to come in every single day and talk to 20 people and you need to add X amount to your database, it makes this thing a whole lot easier. Because now you see too, if I'm not doing that every day consistently, I'm not going to hit my goal. And that's the big thing I think as well is why people, they don't know, one, they don't really know what their goal is. Or they pick a goal, it's just an arbitrary mm-hmm. number that they pick because they want to sound good. It sounds or good, yeah. Or they think like, that oh, their cool. boss yeah. wants them to, to hit that goal, so they mm-hmm. say, yeah, my goal is X. When really they have no, they don't really want to hit it. They don't care. If they exactly. hit half of that, they'd be happy. Like in real estate, it's always $100,000, like yeah. even the new person. And I think it's just because everybody says it. Yeah. Like I even fell into that trap when I first started, and I knew like I there's no way I'm going to hit my first year. But I was like, oh, 100K. Yeah. Everybody's 100K, 100K, 100K. There's literally cool. no reason behind it. So it's like, oh, it'd be so cool to hit six figures. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason behind it. And that's why I think it's so big you have to have a valid reason. You do. On why. <laughs> because you're right. It's it's everybody says every, it's hilarious that yeah. everybody says, oh, it'll make six figures, 100 grand. Well, but then, but then if you break it down and you hit, what if you made 50? Well, it's more than I'm making now. Yes. And they would be happy. So really their goal is somewhere between 50, 40, 60, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So I think, one, it's important. Yeah, you have to know what your goal is. And now you have to know how to act on that goal. And what and when it gets fun, and there's a really good book called The 12 Week Year that we've started to implement with our team. And basically what that is, is we've broken down a year goal into 12-week segments. So into one quarter. The reason we do that is because if you've ever gone to a business planning clinic at the end of the year, getting ready for your next year, you know, so like this year in November or something like that, you'll do a business planning clinic. One, people's business plans are way too overcomplicated because they because unlike the first, you know, first thing we're talking about here of having one important goal, they have 50. And so they're trying to execute on all of this stuff and it doesn't work. But make your business plan simple. The second reason people don't succeed in hitting their goals, though, is that they put that business plan in a drawer and they don't look at it until July. Yes. And so they're not looking at it every single day. So they've got this goal. They're motivated coming out of the business planning clinic. They're going to light the world on fire in 2022. And then it becomes halfway through the year. They pull their business plan out like, man, I haven't done any of this. And that's why I'm so far behind on my goal. So with the 12-week year, what that did was that allows us to look at our, our weeks basically like a month. And we're seeing if we're winning or losing those weeks. So now you, it's, you can't really have a bad week. Because if you have a bad week, you're falling behind. You certainly can't have a bad month because then you're way behind. But having that accountability in place where we're looking at those numbers every single day, how did I do today? How did I do this week? Did I win the week? Did I win the month? Did I win the quarter? So basically take it like this. If you had a $100,000 goal, you're going to break down those those percentages and basically say, okay, I'm, I need to hit $18,000 in the first quarter. I need to hit 35000 in the second, whatever it is. Now you're now how, Now instead of looking at it from a standpoint of, well, I, it's only February, it's only March, I've got nine months to make it up. It's, I've got one month to hit this. I've got mm-hmm. two months, I've got three months, I need to start hitting my quarterly goals. So if you haven't read that book, check it out. Super important. I'd add one thing too, because like you said, you know, it's easy to get way behind in like July or middle of the year. Mm-hmm. You look at your goal, you're like, holy crap, I'm way behind, I got to catch up. And I think it's also easy to fall into the trap of like, hey, I had a great month, I just made, yeah. you know, 10 grand, 15 grand, whatever it is. 
I can coast, I can yeah. cruise. And I think that's a big thing to make sure you like, you still have to look at your numbers on a daily basis. Cause just because you're winning now, like 30, 60, 90 days from now, if you're not putting in the work you need to do, you're not going to see the same results. That is a great point because yeah, a little bit of success can make you very lazy, mm -hmm. which is funny because you think it would be the reverse. You think if you made 30 grand in a month, you'd be motivated to go do that again. But for whatever reason, you make 30 grand in a month, all of a sudden a lot of people are like, well, I can coast. Exactly. Yeah. And they sit back and then the year is up and they've made 40. Yes, they're like right on that month and then all yeah. of a sudden the year's gone. They're like, holy cow, I only made 20 grand or 30 yeah. grand or whatever. When yeah. they could have made 360,000 yes. had yes. they just kept committed pushing. to what they did. Yeah. yeah. So that's a great point. Success can also make you lazy. Mm -hmm. And that's why, yes, you're absolutely right. It's so important that you're looking at this stuff every single day and you're not just looking at it on a monthly basis, on a yearly, on a biannual, six months, nine months. How are we looking at it every week to know for And that draws us into to our next thing that you have to focus on. First one is you need to know a goal. Second one, is you have to focus on your goal. Second one is you have to be tracking. The third one is you have to keep a scoreboard. So that's what we're doing with our team now too, is a scoreboard every single week Based on our metrics of what we need to accomplish to push us toward our goal, how are we doing in relation to that? And we, and we literally grade it like school. So it's literally like, hey, this week I got an F. I hit 50% of what I was supposed to do. I got an F. Terrible. What are you going to do now to make sure that doesn't happen again? How are you going to pick that up for the week ahead? And so now, okay, I've moved it up to a C. I've moved it up to a B. I've gotten up to it. I hit 100% of the things I said I'm going to do. How do we look at that every week and know where we are at in relation to our scoreboard because at the end of the day, that's what's going to get it, keep us winning. So do you feel like since we started to put this in place now, there's more intentionality behind it and there's more focus on? Yes, I think it's super hyper-focused because, you know, like you said, everybody sets their business plan or their goals at the beginning of the year. And then it just kind of like you stew it for maybe three weeks, four weeks. And then after that, you know, life happens. Mm -hmm. You get thrown curveballs, things you don't expect to happen. And then you kind of brush that to the side and then maybe – you know, when you're starting to not make so much money, you look at that again, you're like, okay, I got to step it up and you just go on that roller coaster of, yeah. you know, sales and no sales. So I think it's huge because it just puts so much hyper focus on it, especially when you're looking at every single week and you're seeing what the results are. Hey, did I win the week or did I lose a week? And if I lose a week, two, three, four weeks in a row, you're probably going to have a really bad year. Yeah. And it's okay to have a bad day. It's even okay every now and then to have a bad week, but you can't have a bad month. A lot of people have a bad month and it rolls into bad two months mm -hmm. and three months. Because you're building that momentum and that habit yeah. of having a bad month. Yeah, and then you stop. And then it just it just compounds. And actually, you know, three months has gone by, you haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. And that's two couple of things. To one, your point, you're riding on a high of, hey, I had a really good month, I can coast. But two, it's just you just fall into this trap of building a habit that's not going to serve you in hitting your goals. So by having weekly accountability, and that really moves into our fourth thing here, which is creating accountability within your organization. Now, a lot of people hate that word. And, and I hear a lot of people say, oh, well, that's micromanaging. Right? The only people that think that's micromanaging are not accountable people or leaders who are supposed to be holding their people accountable that don't want to do it. They don't want to have tough conversations when people fall off. They don't want to hold people accountable. They just think people are going to naturally be. Because the thing is, none of us are naturally accountable, mm -hmm. right? It's it's You can be naturally accountable for short windows, but you don't have, it's hard, very, very hard to be natural, to be accountable over an extended period of time. And it's the most important thing that we have to be doing is you have to be accountable and you have to know why you're being accountable. Because if you're not, and, and not say, well, they're micromanaging me. Well, they're micromanaging, you may feel that way. All they're doing is holding you accountable to your goals. Yes. And that's what I like about our company as well. Joe sets his own goal for how much he wants to make. 
the other people on our team set their own goal for how much money they want to make, and it's my job if they're reporting to me. And this is the thing too. Joe has a he has a team within our team now. He's leading people, so he has a responsibility now not only to be accountable to himself, but to hold his team members accountable as well to making sure they're hitting their goals. And if they're not, he has to have a tough conversation with them. And really, it all comes down to asking questions. How did you feel about last week? Well, I, I fell off. I didn't do anything. Okay, what happened? Right, well, this, 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 you know, excuses, life happens, mm -hmm. stuff happens. How are you going to recover and get back on track to make sure we're staying on pace to hit your goal? Well, I'm going to double up my lead generation. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do X, whatever it is. There have to be those conversations. You can't just let people go for weeks at a time or months at a time because then you're failing as a leader. And that's one of the things when you sign up to be a leader, you're signing up to lead people and to have those, those conversations that aren't comfortable, to have those conversations that you don't really feel like having. When you don't feel like having the conversation, you feel like sweeping it under the rug, that's when you especially need to have it. And it's important. And that's how people are going to start getting ahead. So you have to create accountability. So you have to you have to pick your goal. What is it? You have to know what measures you have to supply in order to keep pushing you toward your goal. You have to be keeping score. And then you have to have accountability. I'd say with that accountability, you have to be accountable to yourself before you can be accountable to others. Because like you said, if you're a leader, that's like the biggest responsibility. If you're not being accountable yourself, how are you going to go you know, tell somebody or try to help somebody to be accountable to themselves if you're not even doing it yourself? And how are they going to respect you? Exactly. They're, they're going to say, oh, you didn't do any of the commitments you made, so why should I? Exactly. There's a really good book uh, by Dick Winters. He was a band, have you ever seen Band of Brothers on HBO? He wrote a book, and it's all about, it's lead from the front. Right, so he was a, a major. He started off, I think, as a lieutenant, made himself to, to a major in, during World War II. One of the greatest leaders that that um, you know during World War II, and it's the same thing. It's lead from the front, and so he had daily disciplines, and his people and his men respected him. Whereas if he wasn't doing it, you can't just say go do this. And there are a lot of people. We've talked about this before. Position leadership. They get a title. They think they've hit the pinnacle of their leadership, and now because they've got their title, everyone should respect and follow them. They quit working on themselves. They quit trying to get better. They start to coast themselves, and they want to dictate and put and just tell people what to do, and they don't want to do it themselves. And like this, we have a poster or, or a picture, or a print right here, and it shows boss and leader, right? And the boss is the person sitting at the back, kind of whipping everybody, making them, telling them what to do. The mm -hmm. leader's at the front, pulling the sled with his people. That's how you have to lead is is that and create that discipline that what I'm expecting of my team. I also have to expect of myself. And if I'm not, and they start falling off, what's the first, if they start falling off their goals and the, what their daily disciplines and you're not doing it, what's the first thing they're going to say? You're not doing it. Well, you're not doing it. Why do I need to? And you can't use the excuse, well, I've been doing this 30 years. It's not that you can't do that. You need to say, this is why we're going to do this. This is why, we'll, you know, here are my goals. Here are your goals. Here's what we're going to do to keep pushing ourselves forward. You've got to be visible. You've got to be a leader and you have to hold people accountable. And you can't hide behind this whole, this whole, you know, nonsense of, of I don't want to micromanage. I don't want mm -hmm. to be a micromanager. You're not micromanaging. You're holding people accountable to hitting their goals and achieving the success that they want to achieve. That's part of leadership too. Is you have to show people how to be successful in the way that you've been successful. And when you start doing that, your team's going to start winning and they're going to start getting ahead. 
and there's not going to be a team full of people making excuses as to why they can't get ahead in life because that's what I see with one. Go ahead, I see you got a thought. Yeah, no, I was just going to say one thing that just popped up in my mind is I think the reason you said like, hey, it feels like I'm micromanaging. I think the reason like leaders or people get you know concerned or anxious about like having those conversations is because they're not doing it themselves. Yeah. So it's, it's always going to feel weird if you try to tell somebody like, hey, you got to do this, 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 and this, and then you're just over here being super undisciplined. Yeah. You know, you're waking up, you're sleeping in showing up late, barely doing your work, and then you're trying to tell this person over here, like, hey, you have to do this, this, and this. You have to be super disciplined. It's like, yeah, it's going to feel weird if you're not committing to yourself first before you can commit to others. Agreed. Yeah, that's the first part. You have to succeed yourself and mm-hmm. establish this. I mean, and you know when you're screwing up. Let's yes. be honest. Like, when you're not giving it everything you got, you're not doing all the things you're mm-hmm. supposed to be doing, you know. Yes. People tend to make excuses. Right? Well, this or that, or then they try to justify their mm-hmm. inaction. But let's be honest, we're all self-aware enough to we know when we're screwing up. Yes. And we all do it. Nobody's perfect. I'm not I'm not sitting here saying I'm disciplined every single mm-hmm. day of my life. That's the last thing I'm trying to say. What I am saying is you have to win more days than you lose. Yes. And you have to recognize when you're falling off and you have to shift that quickly and fix it. Because it's not good to just go a week of, or a month. It's, hey, you know what? I screwed up today. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I didn't hold myself accountable to my goals. I need to fix it. Now, if you have 365 days of that, well, then you're never going to win. You're never going to get ahead. You're going to be that person that blames everybody else. You blame the government. You blame your boss. You blame everybody for your for your inaction and your ability not to succeed, right? But if you're a person that quickly recognizes that and shifts it and says, hey, you know what? This is a terrible day. I've got to fix it. Tomorrow, I'm going to double up on this. I'm going to do more of this. I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to start getting ahead. You're going to start to win. And you're going to create a culture of people in your organization that want to win as well. Joe and I talk about this all the night. I mean, we have that driver mentality where we want to get ahead, and there's nothing more frustrating than a person that's trying to just operate at average levels. Yes. Right? With tons of potential. They're in our company. They have a ton of potential, and they're giving it about a 50% effort. Right? When if they would just put more effort in, they would crush it. Right? And But every excuse comes up. Life, all these life excuses, mm-hmm. all this stuff happens, and there's nothing more frustrating than surrounding yourself with people that make excuses. Yes, that are just average. I just I can't stand it. Yeah. Right. Because I know that every single action I've taken has got me to this point in my life. And had I, you know, back in the day, I made excuses. Oh, I shouldn't have went to college. I racked up a hundred grand in student loans. Oh, I've got all this credit card debt. Oh, what was me? Oh, I can't. Uh, I can't make enough money to pay my bills. You know. Oh, all this stupid shit I used to tell myself. And guess what? For five years, I just got more of that. Mm-hmm. I got more of the same. I got more of being in debt. I got more debt collectors piling up on me. It wasn't until I took accountability for my life and said, dude, you fucked up. Like every action you've taken has gotten you to this point and you, only you can change it. Like nobody was going to come save me and be like, hey, man, I'm here to help you. Let me pay your debt off. It doesn't happen. That's not the way life works. You have to take control of your life and start looking at, okay, here's where I'm currently at. How do I need to start getting ahead? And that's what started with setting a goal. And see, my first goal was, it's funny, I remember my first goal was I needed to make $50,000. And, and I thought back then that would just, cha- you know, that would be awesome. Life-changing. Yeah. yeah. And it was to a certain extent. But what's funny is what your once becomes your yearly goal and you start hitting that, you start building momentum. And I look back now and you hit your yearly goal in a month, you double up your yearly goal in a month, or you make it every couple of weeks. And you look back and you're like, God, I can't believe that was my goal. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't believe. But it starts with one, you've got to know what your goals are and you've got to take you got to take accountability for your life. You've got to stop making excuses if that's where you are and you have to start getting ahead. And if you implement what we just talked about here today and you're tracking the stuff and you know if you're winning your day or not, if you know if you're winning your week, you know if you're winning your month, 
you're going to start seeing some positive trajectory in your life and the money's going to start to follow that because it just can't not like if you're showing, and here's the thing, if you're showing up to the office every day and you're, and you're playing video games and stuff, well then of course, right? It's not yeah. about length of time in the office. Mm-hmm. Like people are like, Oh, I worked nine hours today. Well, what did you do? Scroll on Facebook for Scroll three on hours. Facebook yeah. for three hours on Instagram, did an Instagram yep. post or something. So that's not going <laughs> to, that's not going to get you there. That's why you have to know what your goals are and what are your lead measures that are going to help you get toward your goal. What did I do today? If one of my, my lead measures to get me toward my goal is I need to lead generate two hours a day. I need to fill, you know, complete all of my follow-ups in my database. I need to write X amount of handwritten notes. I need to set a certain amount of appointments. Whatever those measures are, did I do that today? No, I didn't do any of it. Well, dude, you didn't win the day. Or, yeah, I knocked the shit. I kicked this day's ass and I did everything I did. I set an appointment. I went out. I sold a house. I did whatever. Well, then you're winning. And that's why you have to you know, also keep the compelling scoreboard. Keep a scoreboard, know if you're winning or losing, and then be accountable. So it's one thing, hold people accountable. You also have to be accountable yourself. You have to be accountable to your team. You have to be accountable to your goals. You start doing that, you're going to start getting ahead, and you're going to start winning. So I hope that helps. I covered a lot. Anything to add there before we no, wrap up? No, I think we covered it all. Yeah, but that's it, guys. It's just, it's just be accountable. Focus on what's important. Start leading, and you're going to start winning. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us.